I call on women everywhere to boycott bad boys. I know that's a little like asking a tiger to give up meat. But less cholesterol is probably not a bad idea, even for tigers. And speaking of wild beasts, I realize that part of the appeal of seduction for any woman is the challenge of taming and tenderizing a bad boy. What woman doesn't enjoy pounding raw meat and sautéing it in sugar and spice and everything nice? What woman doesn't envy a queen bee her drones? What woman doesn't relish the thought of turning a bad boy into a houseboy? But bad boys are also like tigers. They cannot be tamed. Just ask Siegfried and Roy. They can be taught to beg, to speak, even to roll over and play dead. But there's, there's always something a little sad about bad boys in cages. And eventually, they will turn on you. They don't know any better. It's instinctive. When I come home at night, I fancy that my cats greet me with wide eyes and loud hellos because they love me. But they don't see me. They see tuna. And they're not saying hello. They're screaming, tuna! If I were to keel over in my apartment and not be found for a month, I have no doubt that my cats would eat me. Upon which, one would turn to the other and say, Hmm, tastes like tuna. As far as my cats are concerned, my name is Tuna. Likewise, your name may be Marge or Ethel or Trudy, but to your bad boy, to put it bluntly, you'll always be pussy. Or at best, mom. Perhaps a bite of bad boy every now and then isn't such a bad idea. Think of it as a treat. Like chocolate, it may help regulate your estrogen levels. Too much bad boy, though, will invariably screw up your system. I know, I know, it tastes so good going down. Uh, not that I would truly know. But the next morning, you feel bloated and lethargic. Some women are addicted to bad boys. Furthermore, their picker is broken. When they gaze upon a group of men, they only see the ones that will break their hearts. Good men are invisible to them. There are 12-step programs for these types. No joke. But even normal women are drawn to bad boys, as eagerly as cats are to the sound of a can opener. When I feed my cats, I can't even get the can all the way open before I'm besieged by the sound of desperate cries. It's as if the little vermin hadn't just devoured the same stuff a few hours earlier. I got some tuna in a pouch recently, thinking I could outwit my cats. For once, I thought, I'll be able to get the food in the bowl and get out of the way before they knock me off my feet. Quietly, I tore open the pouch. Within seconds, from across the room, my cats raised their heads, twitched their noses, and came running. Tuna and catnip are my cats' drugs of choice. I like to lay down a pinch of ground catnip on a newspaper and watch them take turns headbutting the other to get to it. Once I found the dominant of the two felines passed out face down in the substance. It may seem like I've gone on a tangent with all of this cat business, but I haven't. Women smell bad boy pheromones across a crowded room and respond with the same madness as my cats to catnip and tuna. Hear that sound? That's the sound of women throwing themselves at bad boys. I used to go bar hopping with a guy named Nate. He and I were similar in appearance and bad boy posturing. Our biggest visible difference was that he had a bunch of tattoos. 
Within minutes of arriving at a bar, any bar, several attractive young women would have their hands all over his arms and torso, peeling off his shirt to investigate his tattoos. Really, ladies? Tattoos? That's what gets you going? And you give us shit for liking fake breasts? My philosophy with tattoos is I have a hard enough time committing to more transient things, like women. Maybe those club girls looked at Nate and thought, now there's a guy who knows how to make a commitment. What they didn't know was that Nate had brief commitments with as many as five of them at a time. Many of them already had boyfriends or husbands. When it came to Nate, they were powerless. Nate, too, was powerless. Pussy's just another drug, he lamented after countless one-night stands. St. Augustine couldn't have said it better. Do you believe in fairies? Earlier, I compared bad boys to chocolate. That was a bit misleading. In contrast to what Forrest Gump's mama used to say, every time you choose a treat from a box of bad boys, you always know what you're going to get. A quick rush, followed by regret. And the antidote may not be as simple as going to the gym to work off the excess calories. Keep in mind that you're not doing these blokes any favors by giving in to them. They are, by and large, unhappy children begging for discipline. Their emotional growth was arrested at several stages of development. Like sucklings, they believe they are entitled to your body. Like grade schoolers, they will pout when they don't get their way. Like adolescents, they will do the exact opposite of what you want them to, even if it is bad for them. Every time you have sex with a bad boy, Tinkerbell dies and these lost boys fall deeper into Never Never Land. What I'm not suggesting, ladies, is that you settle for Mr. Good Enough. Although that may not be such a bad idea if your eggs are screaming for Tabasco. What I'm suggesting is more along the lines of a three billion woman march, a non-vulva protest, cervical disobedience, if you will, <laughs> and why wouldn't you? Stop paying these blackguards for their crimes. Why do some boys never grow up? Because their mothers and sisters and aunts think it's cute when the little rascals get caught with their hands in the cookie jar. It may be cute when little boys lie, cheat, and steal to get their way, but when they continue this pattern after the age of six, they become a menace to society. So, for the sake of humanity, I implore you to stop having sex with bad boys. Tease the toddlers, if you must, with bales of cotton candy, and then send them to bed without any. They will most assuredly throw tantrums, which will no doubt pull on your heartstrings. Let them cry it out. They will eventually learn, as all real men must, that they don't need your vaginas to feel good about themselves. Hi, I'm Trudy, and I'm powerless over bad boys. Hi, Trudy. When people first give up salt, they complain that all food tastes bland. But soon they learn to savor a greater variety of natural flavors from healthier fare. And this is akin to what will happen when you give up bad boys. I suggest you start with a strict diet of gentleman and nerd. No, not bad. Yes, that. To cleanse your palate. You gotta get the bad boy taste out of your mouth first. Only after you've learned to savor the finer flavors of masculinity should you allow yourself, and frankly, only after you've completely given up bad boys will you even deserve the deep satisfaction and lasting pleasure of what Dr. Paul Dobransky calls... A gentleman with an edge. Gentleman with an edge. This is a hybrid, okay? Currently rare in part because so many women, 40 years after women's lib, still rely on the antiquated nice guy bad boy models. 
The two are not mutually exclusive. Think of men now as roller coasters. The bad boy will always derail. The nice guy is for the kids. He's your uncle or grandfather. The gentleman with an edge, though, offers the same life and death thrills of the bad boy, but will always deliver you safely back to the platform. I know what some of you are thinking. I can fix the derailment problem. Oh, ladies. If after everything I've just said, you still think you can redeem a bad boy, then you may be too far gone. There is hope for you, however, if you are willing to take it one day at a time. Try going a whole day without a bad boy. You'll respect yourself in the morning, perhaps for the first time. <laughs>